0: of Block Talk presented by Theatre in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Also, I have the great honor to announce that Block Talk was nominated for a 2020 Glam Award for Best Podcast. And guess what? You can vote for me to win. Head on over to glamawards.net slash voting and cast your vote for Block Talk as Best Podcast and Elation as Best Digital Series. Voting ends January 20th. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Congratulations, you survived being told your new sisters think you're the weakest, but thanks to another twist, you live to lip sync another day. Two episodes in, and RuPaul is getting all twisty, and we have we are here to talk about it all. It's time for another recap of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13. And joining me this week is Baltimore's own Pariah Sinclair. Hello.
1: Hello, hello. How are we doing?
0: We are here, we are ready to talk about this premiere part two episode of drag race i don't even know what we call it um but yeah this is this one's a fun one
1: no, but i liked it a lot i like the new um i like the two premiere or not two, i guess two premieres i like when they separate the girls up seven yeah. seven half and half because you get to know them more in depth which i think is good right it's, yeah because it's like you, when you're an entertainer you want as much time as possible exactly
0: so um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. It was just that last week was a little twistier than anyone really expected. And we're still not getting an, another elimination next week. So it's like, who's actually going to go home first? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to talk about it. And I just just as a disclaimer to everybody, we are here on an entertainment podcast. We are talking about Drag Race, which is an entertainment show. It is reality television. The people who appear on the show are TV characters, but they also happen to be real people. But we're here for the fun. We're talking about TV. So if anyone has a problem, skip ahead. Um there's the disclaimer. Let's get into I it. Love uh, it.
1: I love
0: it. We are back in the pork chalk loading dock. We're getting a reminder over uh, the intercom. that It's time to vote a bitch out and who's going to get the chop. Um, I thought it was pretty obvious, but the way they pick, we don't really know. Joey reminds them that none of them saw each other lip sync, which is a very valid thing, which is why I knew this twist was not going to result in like a formal goodbye. Exactly. Um, rosé says it's all about first impressions and we don't get to see any like deliberation between the queens which i'm really kind of upset about because i want to know like how they fought for themselves
1: of that. um yeah I, but i like that it was kind of quick it like it, it wasn't i i'm glad it wasn't like hokey and built up like a survivor type of thing like the, yeah end, it was like the first five minutes goodbye which, yeah yeah
0: so Joey questions Elliot's look and lack of wow factor. Denali doesn't like Joey's low quality feathers. Kamara says, Utica, you gotta go. Rose doesn't want her dream crushed and is scared she couldn't be she could be voted out. Tamisha, Utica, Elliot say nothing. We don't get to hear their inner thoughts. Um, but the bell chimes, the votes are in and we have a tie. Oh Lord, we don't like ties on drag race anymore. Um, no no no, no, no. Uh, so we learned that it comes down to Elliot and Utica. Um, let's dissect that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, is it because Utica's wig was falling off during that entire time? Probably.
1: It was probably the looks. Like, like, if I was
0: there and I walked into that room and I saw
1: all of them, I would probably vote both of them out based on looks alone.
0: I thought Joey was the one who was going to be in danger simply because of those fucking feathers. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: There, there are seven queens. Um, We know that Joey, Elliot, and Utica each got a vote. I'm assuming Utica and Elliot would have gotten at least two to three votes total. Elliot obviously didn't vote for herself. Utica didn't vote for herself. So it's likely Rose and Tamisha could have voted for one of each of them. And that's how we got the tie, but we don't really know. We don't, we don't have anything to really go off of. Um, Wikipedia doesn't have anything. So (laughs) it's going to take one of these bitches to reveal it on uh, Instagram live one time, so yeah. someone ask who voted for who. I want to know the breakdown. <laughs> all right, there's a tiebreaker between Utica and Elliot, and according to the Wikipedia and what they say later on, all the queens voted for Elliot with two T's. She got the pork chop. I'm okay with that,
1: yeah. I think, yeah, it was
0: yeah, fine. I thought
1: it was valid, yeah, and I think because it's just like compared to everyone. Like, everyone that was in the Horkshot Long well, Doctor, they have a very specific aesthetic, like at least that we saw. Mm-hmm. Except Elliot, it was kind of, she, you couldn't see her in any drag show. Exactly. Basically. So I was not surprised that she got the boot.
0: Elliot is disappointed that she got sent home for something she didn't have any say or power over. This was a bad 15 minutes of fame for her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the remaining girls are somber, but Rosé knows that the less people means that it's a lot closer to the crown, so she's excited. But it is a new day in the workroom. The winning queen, queens dance happily into the workroom, and Gottmik says it's kind of like their first day, kind of, kind of first day. But not really. <laughs> Olivia reminds everyone that they have high expectations for them now, so be ready. And then they kind of start to discuss what happened to the other girls, and Tina thinks it's shady if they went through all that, and they're saved. Girl, you're in for a surprise. You have no idea. Vengeance, Mama. Uh, Candy wants to see some bitches fight, but Mick says she's ready to see Candy fight. Not her. She walks into the room and causes trouble. Tina says that Candy causes drama in New York City, and that's just not her thesis, as Tina says. <laughs> I think that's her tea. I think you... Cause some trouble,
1: yeah. So. I mean, um, yeah. I I don't know Candy personally, but she was in D.C. a couple years ago, and she started some stuff
0: there. So oh boy, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> Any anything you feel comfortable sharing on the pod? I
1: mean, I wasn't there personally, but I just remember hers. I remember something on Facebook was like she was there to storm the girls, and she got and then people got mad, and like it was a whole thing. Asked people that were there, it was at town, I believe. She uh-huh. went to, She came to town and she performed and some of the local girls got mad. That's basically the tea there. So, but I love Candy. I think she's a great personality. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not, I'm not from New York. I haven't seen her live, but yeah, I think she'll make great, t- great TV.
0: Oh, absolutely. The normal Rue message comes on. Rue walks all in looking like one of those, you know, typical Palm Springs gays, just hat and the, the muted colors, whatever. Rue says before they get to know them officially, she wants to introduce them to a fabulous queen who will be joining them in the competition. They are all gagged. Who could it be? Before revealing it, Rue says that she doesn't think they got a fair chance last week and that she'll fit in with this group just right. It's Elliot doing a superstar pose as she enters the room. Tina thought she sent her home. Candy wants to know why she gets to come back if she didn't win her lip sync. Tina wants to know what she did to get come, to come back. And we learned that losing is the new winning, but no queen is really a loser on Drag Race. Um, so then uh, Rude takes us on like a trip down memory lane talking about how Porkchop is a living legend. Shangela and Vanjie were eliminated first from their season only to return and reach international fame. What fame, you ask? <laughs> Going to Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yep. <laughs> God, those idiots. Oh. Yeah. They're they are lucky that they can't, like, post-edit that, because that should have been great, just throw their pictures from Puerto Vallarta. Exactly. Like, wear a mask, friends. And then I,
1: I just love the clip, the the video of Silky trying to hide herself. Girl. That's, gross. I, I mean, it's, it's bad, but it's also great, because it's like, it's you, can't make, messy. you can't make that shit up. It's no. like, like, Silky, like, who, what, what, what? You can't, it's like, I am am i i can't hide myself because I'm 6'4". You can't hide yourself because you're a bigger person. Like, there's no hiding yourself in a group, in a group of people. It was
0: just so exactly. funny. Exactly. Messy, messy. <laughs> so, Rue reveals that the first mini-challenge is going to be a runway fashion show with two looks. Lady-like daytime look and vampy nighttime look that says, I'm a whore. And we will learn that that theme will be changed like five times because she introduces it so many different ways so I don't even know what it's called um Make has always dreamt of always getting ready in the workroom mirrors and I guess it's a kind of exciting thing like you, you can pretend to do it at drag when they bring them out but it must be exciting to um to get ready in the mirror that you know there's a camera right behind
1: <laughs> definitely I mean I feel like a lot of these people a lot of the contestants have uh um, been watching it since the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you know you're watching since the beginning, and then you do drag. So that, that's a goal is to just to do like your makeup in that mirror. So, exactly. Yeah.
0: So the melanin girls are on one side, and Candy is not here for the new girl. Simone says they should have known, but Candy thinks she's spying on them. Um, she's so she calls across the room to ask Tina how she feels about the girl she just sent home. Tina doesn't trust Elliot, and she is painting next to Elliot because Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Um, so shady. Come on, be nice to the n- new girl.
1: I mean, but, but that's also all producing. That's a very oh, pretty... fully absolutely. <laughs> but we love it. But yeah, exactly. Just... But... Would, d- d- sorry, but do, do they tell the girls where to paint, or is it? Nope, is they it... get to pick. Gotcha.
0: Okay. They get to pick. Okay, so. Tina calls out Candy and says she's been calling herself a Rue girl um, for the past six years. She walks tea. into things like she's already famous, and you know what? T. That's T. That's, that's very true. <laughs> but listen, if you got that confidence, you could fool at least one person, I mean, right?
1: There, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's kind of deserved. Like, she, she has the meme, and she, I mean, she, she has a really good drag. I, I think Candy does good drag. So, yeah. and obviously she has that... Um, connection and dahlia and everything so. exactly
0: Why well not? elliot elliot the spy points out that in past seasons when they say they are a legacy um or have a, a family member that was on the show they usually go home early um will that affect candy no candy is not impressed uh she gonna break the mold sis and she, she is not having elliot's line of questioning at all even though it's completely valid
1: Yeah, it's definitely valid, but it's also shady as
0: hell. So Yeah, well, I mean, Gottmik thinks Elliot is here to serve the pot, so it's very, very possible. And Candy's going to do what she's going to do, and Elliot is not going to get in her way. It is time for a runway show. Rather than going category by category, we are going to discuss both looks for each queen. Um, First, we'll do their daytime drama mama look, then vampy nighttime look, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play Looker or Hooker. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I said, like the, the, the name of each theme was changed. So I, we're going to go with Daytime Drama Mama and Nighttime is the Right Time. Because that's what Rue said. All right, starting with Got Mick. Look by Venus Prototype. I think it's daytime for sure. It is showing the day it's fun it's playful campy approach that serves fashion we love a rainbow um the shoulders are a bit extra but that's kind of i think um got mixed aesthetic um i like the style of the hair but um yeah I, I think it's fine the shoes uh they're painted green with the daisies i think they're really super cute and it's a very different paint for Gotmick. And yeah, it's showing range, but it's not signature got but it's still close enough that you know who it is.
1: Yeah, no, I love I love that look a lot. I thought it was campy and it was kind of um subdued for her. Yeah, uh, which is saying something because exactly. Yeah. No, I thought it was great. I thought it was great to switch it up for her. I I, I it was probably one of my favorite daytime looks.
0: Yeah, and, and we we love a latex look. If you can pull it off, kudos to you. And got definitely. definitely did it. I'll give it a looker.
1: Definitely, yeah. Definitely
0: a looker. The audience went 92% looker, 8% hooker. So that everyone was on board with this one. The Nighttime is the Right Time Look is by August Getty Atelier. Um, this was sexy. She got money, she got yeah. money for Miss, Miss August. <laughs> Damn, Jesus. this was sexy as fuck. She's bringing Vampy back. Um, oh, that's a looker
1: for sure. That was, yeah, yeah. Like Very, the,
0: yeah. the pearls on the neck and then the pearls on the pasty, it just tied together so well. And you know what? Scott Mick is not afraid to show her body, and I think that's wonderful.
1: Yeah, it was definitely one of my favorite looks. I that's very my aesthetic. Like, I love like a dark type of slutty mm-hmm. um, look. I thought it was great. It was definitely like personified the, the theme. I thought yeah. it was amazing.
0: Um, absolute looker for me.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Audience went 91% looker, 9% hooker. Interestingly, I like this one better than the other one. The audience went the other way, even though it was by one percentage point. All right, we have Candy Muse, Daytime Drama (laughs) Mama. The outfit is by B. Calla, hair by Diana Dash, uh, nails by Eyewear Beauty. I think the theme for the episode is Queen's departure from what they normally do, because this was a massive departure for Candy. Um, And it's not something I would have expected from her. The um, she looks kind of sinister with like that menacing beat i don't know if i'm here for it like the hair is period but it's not like i don't know It just blend she blended modern and period but i i don't know there was something about it that just felt off for me i didn't love the ruffle sleeves not a fan of this one
1: it was interesting
0: but it was definitely kind of disconnected because
1: i loved the neck up, that was great. I love the yeah. beat. I love the hair. It's kind of like a Mozart. That's like a mid breakdown, like that yeah. type of teased out here. But yeah, the neck down, it's the disconnection. It, it
0: also didn't read daytime to me. What's yeah,
1: yeah, it did not read daytime. It was more like night, nighttime to me because it was yeah. kind of dark and vampy. Um, I think she misunderstood the, the assignment.
0: Yeah, I mean obviously for those who don't know the tea um when you get on the show they literally tell you either a word or phrase and that's the theme and that's all you have to go off of which is why sometimes you see people with some outrageous things because that's literally what they have a word to go very off big
1: of. yes um
0: so i'm assuming like this was probably just like daytime mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know I'm, i'd be very curious to know what it was but yeah i just didn't love it so it's a hooker for me
1: Hooker,
0: but also... hooker is not a bad thing, so... But no, yeah, not a hooker. bad thing, but for this one it <laughs> is. Hooker. Hooker, um, yes. The audience went 22% looker, 78% hooker, so they were not on board. But her nighttime is the right time look. Outfit by B. Kala. Hair by Diana Dash. Nails by Eyewear Beauty. I think Candy really went for the collection concept of this challenge, because mm-hmm. both looks read like they could be in the same fashion line. Which I
1: appreciate, definitely.
0: Yeah, because we've, we saw that kind of last season. Doesn't mean it's a good thing. No. Um, you remember Will Farrell from Zoolander? Yes. <laughs> this is him now. Ha. Well,
1: to look at the look. But yes, I remember, yeah, it was Yeah, it was a very interesting take on the challenge. Um,
0: yeah, she looked like she was from Mars. Um, it was like devil light, but not like full devil. Um,
1: yeah. I, I, I i think the hair was
0: fabulous i like the hair it was styled very well
1: yeah i wish she i wish she like uh, made the makeup more dramatic yeah she kept the same makeup
0: um but the hole we'll obviously discuss it later when she gets called (laughs) out on it but i need the story behind the hole um like i don't think it was supposed to be a patch of fabric i literally think you lost your tail so oh definitely if, if you leave your tail in New York or did it get <laughs> smushed, please tell me. I want to know where your tail is. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I was not a fan of this, sadly, so I'm going to give it a hooker.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a hooker. Yeah, it was not great.
0: The audience went 47% looker, 53% hooker. Okay. All right. Come on down for more negativ- negativity for me. It's La La <laughs> um daytime drama mama no designers listed it seems to be a theme that lala either doesn't take photos of her looks after the show or she's not and doesn't want to share who made her stuff Interesting. So, no maybe, designers she, listed. maybe it wasn't designed
1: maybe she got it off of a website or a store which there's no shade in that
0: but this is totally <laughs> off a rack it is completely definitely off a rack yeah. um like floral works for daytime but the colors are so muted um i like the braids i like that she's going natural um the look is very natural with the face we've got we're beyond this this is not season one of drag race you yeah. don't you have you can wear off the rack but you have to elevate it some way and this was just not uh, that.
1: Yeah, it's all about styling. Especially, I, I like to do separates. I like to take pieces, but it's yeah. all about styling and elevating it. And I, I got it where she was going for because it, it was very like day, um, daytime in Atlanta, going to the mall. I right. totally got that. But yeah, that, that dress could have been elevated a lot.
0: And it's one of those things where like, you know you're getting ready for this show and you're like, I'm bringing this, but I know the rest of the cast is going to be bringing costumes. Yes. Like, what, what is your thought process behind that? Don't you feel like you want to step it up a little bit? I'm worried about her style on the show.
1: I am, but I'm not because I loved her on runway. So I well, think well, she, we'll, we'll, I we'll think she has some I think yeah. she has some things. And also she's a part of the um I mean the, the Mon family. So I think right she has some strips up her sleeve because the, the mon family in Atlanta is drag. They have drag. Yeah. So I'm not
0: worried about her, but yeah, this was definitely a hooker. Yeah. Remember when she tripped?
1: <laughs> but she pulled it off, though.
0: She pulled it off. She, pulled, she played it off. That's a drag.
1: You, you, you never let them see you sweat. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a hooker. The audience was 29% looker, 71% hooker. Uh, yeah. All right. Nighttime is the right time. I think she nailed this one, finally. Um, yeah. It's not the best, but it's better than anything else we've seen so far. Um, I think if you're looking for a sexy dominatrix, Lala re-delivers that. I think the hair, the red hair is flat, but it's kind of okay for this particular look. Yes. She showcases her curves very well. I'm very into that. Um, It's just like a a hint of pleather um, with that little skirt moment. I think the mesh is a great added touch. I actually enjoyed this.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I, it could have been elevated a lot more with sure. just some like simple like accessories, like maybe a whip or some like bondage stuff. Yeah. Like it, it could have been very easily elevated, but I liked where she was going for. So I'll give it a looker. I like it.
0: Yeah, I was definitely a looker on this one. Um, again, based on everything we've seen from her so far, this is a step up. Um, and especially comparing it to the daytime look. like This was literally night and day. Yeah. Um, I am shocked here, but the audience was 36% looker, 64% hooker, so they were not on board. They're haters. I like yeah. Them. All right, moving on to Olivia Lux. Daytime drama mama look by Mondo Guerra. Hair by Hats by Carlos. Glasses by I Still Love New York, um, New York City. I think this was beautiful and stunning. I think the red pony updo is very cute on her. It's very mod. Matches the mod look. Um, We love expensive um, feathers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She loves her small purses. So I'm assuming this is a theme for the season and everyone's going to have Olivia Lux small purses soon.
1: Yeah, merch branded. Exactly.
0: Smart. I do like the yellow and lavender. They pair well Mm -hmm. together, but I'm not sure that the signature red hair goes perfectly with it. I think for me, I would have either liked a blonde or go dark with it um, just because the red is so jarring. That being said, it's still a beautiful look. No,
1: I loved it, and I it's it fit the challenge. It was a great interpretation of it. Yeah, I thought it was executed well. But yeah, probably different hair color, but that's a minor thing. I thought it was really good. I like. Yeah,
0: I'm giving it a looker. Yes, same. Audience was 66% looker, 34% hooker. So okay. not as on, on board. But the nighttime look. Oh boy, hair by hats by Carlos, dressed by Domino Couture. Oh my God, this was hot. Um, I it. love Olivia in this dark brown hair. It's just incredibly sexy. Um, she's shown us that she's like a very good girl, but this look shows us that she does have a saucy side.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was great. I thought it was executed well. Wow, it fit her body so so well. Obviously, it was customized for her. Yeah, I thought it was great. It was it was definitely um, that um, contrast that yeah. that the challenge needed. So. Absolutely.
0: And I think the peekaboo cutouts of the dress just leaves just enough for the imagination. The burgundy is a very strong color on her. Um love this look. Absolute looker.
1: Yes, I agree. Looker.
0: Audience is 88% looker, 12% hooker. All right. We have Simone next. Their daytime drama mama look is by Mr. Howie, hair by Tony Medina. Um, she owns one hundred percent of this business, darling. Um, this was exceptional. I love it. Yeah, um, it's '90s businesswoman with like the perfect sense of fashion. Then boom, there's the cape. The colors just work stunningly together. The hair is cunt, um, and I think you can kind of see here the similarities and how much the House of Avalon really plays together because she and Gigi really do have a similar sense of style mm-hmm. um, and the way they present themselves on the show. I'm I, When I saw that look, I had the same reaction that I did with um, Gigi's like motocross fashion show look. Um, it was just a different take on something classic. So yeah. I, I'm really here for it. Um, yeah, I loved it.
1: I love the references, like the Players Club hair. Um, she's definitely very not... Her references are very, very 90s. I, I think she's very
0: smart. Simone is very smart with her references and her fashion. Exactly. So. Um, just going to point it out for those who want to be have things pointed out. This is yet another look where Simone is flat chested. Just saying. <laughs> Track it. Girl, the people were mad on
1: social media this weekend. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, people were having it. But absolute looker. Exceptional.
1: Yes, I like that
0: audience 90% looker 10% hooker and with her nighttime is the right time look dress by no Sesso, hair by Bria uh, Chianti chest plate and shoes by Marco Monroe so here she does have a chest plate so we're getting some boobage here for me personally this felt like it was a little thrown together rather than a fully cohesive look Mm -hmm. it's very possible I missed reference here and if I did Please tell me. Um, I think the hair is perfect. The color is really great on her. Um, but if we've seen her do so many good things. This is just not my favorite. Yeah, I liked it. I, liked it. I mean, I, the outfit,
1: the dress itself, it could have been better. It could have been a little stronger. But I love the hair. The hair was very 90s. out of like a 90s black sitcom. I thought it was great. The hair, like face up. Also, her face is amazing. Like, her mug. Oh, so stunning. good yeah so so good She obviously like knows what she's doing she's studied her face but yeah i'll give it a, look, a looker as well
0: i i'm gonna give it a looker because she still pulled it off um mm-hmm. the audience was 58 percent looker 42 percent hooker which is so far the lowest we've been seen for simone next up tina Brenner. um Oh, I'm, I d- didn't put the designers because when I put my first notes, it, they weren't listed, but I believe they are listed on her Instagram, so please head over to Tina Burner's Instagram. Apologies. For her daytime drama, Mama, uh, she's living her Carrie Bradshaw fantasy, its signature Burner colors. Um, it's cute and definitely feels like it's pieces combined to make one grand statement. Um, so this is where I like when pieces are brought together. I love this wig so much. But with the size of the tool, I almost want the wig to match it and go even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, just proportionize it, and y- it would be a knockout. Um, the bow was there. It made for a good confessional joke. Didn't need it. What? Not a deal breaker, though. But I think this was a fun look, for, and it's definitely daytime um, if we're going for the Carrie Bradshaw fantasy.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't love it. It's a lot going on. Sure. I don't know. I'm a very, like, with my fashion, very simple, but I get where she was going. Like, it was very, like, uptown, like, sex mm-hmm. in the city. I understand that. So, yeah, I'll give it a hooker, but aesthetically for me, not my favorite.
0: I'll give it a looker. Audience was 43% looker, 57% hooker. So, kind of, kind of in the middle here. Nighttime is the right time. Um, she's bringing us something different um, with the burner color palette latex is a very hard material to pull off so mm-hmm. when in doubt just become a blow up sex doll it worked um i think the harness amplified the ses- sex aspect of the theme the fading ponytails are a trend apparently because what we just this is gonna be the third time we're gonna see it mm-hmm. um it works for this look because it for it's your version of a whip i like it i'm here for it um it's just not something typical you'd see from tina and i think it's a big risk but this is a show where you need to take risks, so. It, it it paid off. I, in my opinion,
1: definitely. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Like this is probably one of my favorite um, nighttime looks. The, I mean, I get her color palette. I get it. So it was like a very like naughty Ronald McDonald, <laughs> and I understand that. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was great. It was very executed very very well.
0: Yeah, I, I I'm here for it. I will give it a looker.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: The audience was 42% looker, 58% hooker. Ooh. All right last but certainly not least Elliot with two t's drama daytime drama mama look by coco vega hair by wig wig chapel well rue asks if she got the beret at a secondhand store and honestly this look looks like it's her first time getting hand-me-down drag yeah, um very
1: thrift store um yeah but uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, no,
0: yeah. not at all. Uh-huh. Um, it's just, th- 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 there was nothing to it. It's vintage and classic, but it was very flat. There was no flair to it. There was no stones. There's no glitter. There's nothing to it. Um, Look at this and the corset, on. the corset. <laughs> Why even wear it when everyone on social media is going Hello? to you for buying it on Amazon.com? Everyone owns that corset. Don't wear it on drag race. And it doesn't do it. That I, it didn't do anything that. to it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know a lot of pet peeves when it comes to drag, but that's one of them. Is when people wear corsets and they don't do anything. Like they like, have no purpose. They're
0: not cinching you. No, yeah. and it's, it's not even done. There's no embellishments on it. There's nothing to it. It didn't help the look at all. If it was there to help you make curves, then make, then pad differently for this particular. Got a new
1: corset that actually does something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's just after seeing her entrance look and this, you almost wonder, how did she get on the show?
1: Ah! <laughs> I mean, well,
0: I mean, yeah. I will call it out. This is a hooker. This is not good. I agree. The audience was 46% looker, 54% hooker. So they there are some nicer people out there. <laughs> but now we're going to talk about the nighttime is the right time look by Coco Vega and Calvi Marquez Jr. Hair by um, Charlie Rainsick. Jewels by Tiffany Bonet. I asked how she got on the show, but honey, she put all her money in this incredible outfit. This was extraordinary.
1: Yes, I liked it. It was very, I don't know. I liked it, but also it just seemed like, I don't, it just, obviously she spent a lot of money on it. It just didn't seem like her. It was just very like, it was a costume. Like, it just,
0: absolutely it felt very i mean if you wanted a vintage madam who's going to dominate you this was it this was a costume um i really do like it i think the red hair was just the right pop of color because you didn't get it anywhere else um Mm -hmm. i think the dark lip was really brilliant with her pasty skin like again it really made that red pop Mm -hmm. this is one of those times where the spectacle allows for the lack of embellishments because the hat and the plume are the spectacle themselves. Like that's your focus. That's your wow factor. Um, So yeah, everything I said about Elliot earlier, this one saved it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it was good. I I don't know, I liked it. I don't know, I'm gonna give it a hooker anyway because it was just,
0: yeah, meh. That's fine. I'm giving it a looker. The audience was 88% looker, 12% hooker. So finally, Elliot got some love with my audience. The Queens D drag and Candy thinks everyone brought it to the fashion show. Notice Elliot take the partition across the room. She brought the partition to change because I guess she doesn't want to change in front of the rest of the girls. Maybe she's a modest one. Um, But then she came for Tina about um, hosing off because, you know, fire hose, Tina Burner. um, But I think we need to talk about Elliot's laugh. (laughs) It's time to retire the laugh. You can't tell someone to change their laugh. no, no, no. I'm I'm saying retire it. We don't need to hear it anymore. It's, oh, she, it's she, a lot. She, she can't laugh anymore. Exactly. If she's <laughs> if she's about to laugh, cut it, go to the next scene. Um, so Candy and Lala talk about um, Miss Two T's, as we're gonna they refer to her, and she is still bitching about coming for her earlier, about you know, leaving because of her sister. Um, mm. she still thinks Elliot is a spy and doesn't want her coming for her. Rue comes back and tells the fashion icons that the maxi challenge will be a new show-stopping version of Congratulations. it's part of the work the world tour so here comes the branding Uh, yet again (laughs) i'm over it i'm absolutely over it i've said it before the brandon voss influence of drag race is too heavy-handed i can't do it anymore it's not fair yeah, it, it is very heavy-handed. I mean, I get it because
1: that, that's the shtick of the whole series is like plugging and all that stuff. But yeah, definitely with random it, 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 it is it's, very... turned,
0: it's turned into, we're doing Drag Race to crown a winner who is going to be able to go on the Work the World Tour or the Vegas show. That's what mm. it is. It's not crowning the queen that should be the winner. It's crowning who works for the future of the tours. And that's not fair. Because again, I've said it before... The Vivian won because the Vivian could do the work. The world tour. Davina DeCampo would not have fit in. Just saying.
1: I'll agree to, I'll agree to disagree on that one. I, I like the Vivian a lot. I thought she's like. There is a couple winners like in Drag Race history that like you knew you knew they're they going to win as soon as the cast announcement like comes out. She was one of them for me. Bob the Drag Queen was one of them for me. Bianca was one of them for me. But I get what you're saying with
0: aligning with the brand. I'm a huge Davina stan, so I'm still very very. (laughs) So they have to write their own original verse and then as a group come up with their own winning choreography. Very interesting there. Is it because they couldn't have Jamal present to give them choreography? Or are they just trying to give them uh, more drama?
1: I'm pretty sure he he helped him choreograph it
0: you think i feel like this- he claims he wasn't there he said he wasn't there
1: okay i mean i don't know i feel like what, what whenever they film those choreography sessions like it's only for like 30 minutes or whatever and then like someone I, I would think someone would help them with the choreography
0: well if any queen wants to tell me the tea i am glad to hear please yeah. please share please share it's writing time and lyrics are hard especially for Elliot. Um, tina says she considers herself a lyricist as candy reminds us tina has been in the boy band um tina reminds us that boy bands go to sweden and get locked up until they come back with singles i don't remember that from my history of boy bands but i'll go back in time and see if like you know o-town um on the uh, making the band uh show went to sweden <laughs> the, cu- the discussion turns to whether or not they will be writing bitch tracks and once again miss two t's tells candy that she is a bitch track She's I mean, just coming for her. I mean, she's doing it so politely.
1: <laughs> I mean, if, if you want screen time and you want to come for someone, why not come for candy? You exactly. Know, you, you want to get your screen time.
0: So yeah. Well, <laughs> Olivia and her big smile tells us that she writes music and she's so excited because it's something she's good at. Um, I didn't know she actually wrote music, wrote music. I know she did uh, play music, but that's a cool talent. The girls are reminded that these lyrics will be chasing them around for life, as these lyrics are forever. Remember that, Roxy Andrews. These lyrics are forever. <laughs> Candy true. says that they all are performance and having coming off winning a lip sync. Well, cut to Elliot. Elliot has a lot of stress and pressure, as she thinks the girls think they have an advantage over her. The editing was pretty strong in this this sequence. I, I like when they make fun of each other um, through the editing. Mm-hmm it is time for choreography they decide to do the choreo first for the group and then try to figure out all that but who's going to be the choreographer nope no one steps up cricket 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 um elliot is a dancer but she doesn't want to take charge so she's letting the hoes figure it out and i think that's a good strategy you can't pin it on her
1: yeah, that's true. I mean, I I don't know. I, there's like two things. Like, If I was her, I feel like I would have helped because it's like you want to prove yourself, but also I get it. It's like you're, you are in a competition, so exactly. fuck everybody else and, and you're going to stand out.
0: Well, it seems like Tina takes over and they all have opinions. Meanwhile, Lala is just rolling her eyes and saying nothing. Um, as she says, this is a pop song, not a one-two Supremes. Um, Simone is trying to grasp the choreo and she's nervous. Um, she can't do a one-two, which I find fascinating. Then, to get Tina's attention because she has an idea, Elliot cacaws. <laughs> Literally cacaws to get Tina's attention um, and then starts suggesting some choreo and Tina is like, oh, you a dancer now. Um, I'm enjoying this odd tension between Tina and Elliot. I can't tell if it's show-produced or if they actually just did not care for each other in this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, they probably just clashed heads, because I feel like... Um, I don't know. Yeah, like in that moment, they probably clashed heads.
0: And now we get to the real-world moment of this episode. When the music starts to play, Gottmik is first, and as she hears herself sing... Gomik was born a girl. You can see just the physically being shook. Um and knows now they have to explain themselves about the gender situation. And from this point forward Gomik is very frazzled, doesn't know what is going on, what they're going to do. The girls can tell that something's going on, but the internal struggle is just for Gomik and maybe it's the stress of the show. They have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gottmik says it's gaggy that they realize that they still have this gender dysphoria. Um, it was really interesting watching because I, it, it, it was so obviously they played in the music to make it um, uh, for the listeners to hear, for the viewers mm-hmm. so to hear, but just the physical reaction Gottmik had hearing that with everyone around. I, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, it was definitely a very honest real moment. Yeah, that's weird, especially when you haven't had that conversation with people. Um, Yeah, definitely a very real moment.
0: And I think what I appreciate about it is there are definitely reality shows where when they have a quote-unquote token uh, cast member, the minute they walk in the room and have their cheers moment, we're on the show, it's one of the first things they discuss. Mm, definitely. I'm glad that Gottmik was like, we'll get to it when we have to get to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I'm pretty sure, like, because he was pretty known for the show. Right, Absolutely. Like within, within the drag community, so I'm guessing, like, I'm pretty sure people in the room knew that he was trans. Absolutely. Like, it wasn't a secret, because, cause like, on social media he's pretty, you know, forthcoming about it, so. Yeah.
0: Just very, very, very nice to see this play out the way it did. Definitely, It is Elimination Day. Judgment Day is upon them. Elliot feels the world is on her shoulders because she's the girl that was brought back. Olivia and Mick have a discussion about why Mick was stressed the previous day. If you want to talk about a raw moment, watching Olivia's face clock what Mick is just about to tell her, she knew this was going to be an important moment. She knew she was going to get her TV time, but she knew that cameras away this is someone confiding in them. And I think that's kind of amazing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I like that moment a lot in the, in the show. I thought it was very real, very honest, very raw. Yeah, I think um, Olivia was really good at just letting Mick speak Yeah.
0: So Mick explains that he based the, the lyrics on being a transgender man and hasn't told anyone about it in the competition. And Olivia thanks Mick for sharing it and says that Mick is changing the face of drag, which... Another discussion. Olivia is thankful that me confided in her. Olivia brilliantly asks about pronouns in what I perceived as a very reassuring way because that's a thing that is hard to ask because you don't want to be like full front, like, what are your pronouns? But mm. you ask in an organic way. And I think she did a very good job at that um got mick reveals that he, it is he him his out of drag she her hers in drag and if you call her him in drag then you're not trying very hard and i think again the way got mick discusses all this in a very jovial but natural way i think is really important for viewers to see
1: yeah i agree
0: Simone was struggling in rehearsal and is worried about the group stuff. Uh, Candy says that if she messes up, just show attitude. And I say, (laughs) practice what you preach, girl. (laughs) Ooh, I love editing like that. Tina is ready for story time and asks Elliot what happened after she left. Tina reveals that she has been calling Elliot the spy, and you know That's funny. Elliot then tells them that the losing girls went to the pork chop loading dock and that they had to vote one of the girls out. They are all gagged, and Candy was like, they voted you out? It was a tie. She reveals um, that there was a re-vote, and it was unanimous, as we now learn that all five voted for Elliot to go. La La Reed does math for the episode. So she says she got eliminated by Tina Burner, then boom, the eliminated girls eliminated her twice, so that's three times. Do we count it as three, or is that two? I really think it's two. Uh, two and a half. Yeah. Okay, two and a half. <laughs> but she's like three. I was like, I don't... No, not not. not I mean, basically,
1: because she was voted two times by the people, so... Yeah. It, it hurt. I think it, that sucks, though, to be voted out, like, two times. Two, mm-hmm. point, You know, that's That's
0: tough. Yeah. Simone knows that all the girls will be coming back with the hell of all hellfire. Um, It's going to be a battle. Elliot says that she's happy to be with them and she loves them all so much. Girl, you barely know them. Don't throw the word (laughs) word love around. Come on. He reminds them that they are walking into elimination and then the mood suddenly completely changes. Tina asks who Candy would send home. So she says the toughest competitor. So, Tina. Um, she'll remember that. She will remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elliot says Mick because of her fas- fierce fashion. Tina says Mick because she's a threat. Simone says it would be Tina. Lala picks herself. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> and Olivia. Oh, Olivia. She reminds the girls that they don't see her as a threat and says no one, no one because she's going for Miss Congeniality.
1: I'm and not, just, I definitely see that.
0: If she's not, if she doesn't win Miss Congeniality, I'll be shocked.
1: Yeah, her, or maybe Tamisha. I like Tamisha a lot.
0: I'm excited for her. Just, the lady said, "Go home." <laughs> oh, it's my favorite quote. It's and then home. she has that
1: merch. Like I love it. I love like the, the quickness of the merch. I was like, "You better make your money." So listen,
0: smart. listen. All I've said is the day. Tamisha Mon comes out with the random merch that is a fleshlight, but it's Tamisha Mon (laughs) fleshlight. She wins everything. Give that crap right now. Okay, Uh, well, it's our first official runway of season 13, and Rue looked exceptional. Um, I love that silvery purple and that hair. Whoever's doing the hair this season, great job. They're doing so damn well. Jamal Sims joins Ross Michelle with his gloves because COVID, or are we, we trying to play fashion here? Not here for it. Before we get to see the girls, we got to see the performance of congratulations. So we'll go through it a little bit, talk about the highs, the lows, the the moments that are going to be remembered. Um, again, just so we're reminded. This segment is brought to you by Work the World because <laughs> apparently well, this is in the show. I can't help but thinking that Got Mick looked like New York City drag queen. Boyish charm in this look and beat, and I can't unsee that. So, if you are unfamiliar with Boyish Charm, I highly suggest you go uh, follow them on Instagram I'll and then right understand why I think Got Mix look looked exactly like Boyish. Oh my god, it was so funny.
1: Gotcha. Okay, I see it. Yes, I see right, it.
0: Yes, right. Yes, it's very I similar. It. And got uh, and and Boyish. That's a massive uh, compliment. So you're welcome. Okay, so Gottmik's lyrics, I think, were very good. Um, if this is a challenge to learn who the contestants are, Mick nailed it.
1: Definitely.
0: It was strong, and you could understand them.
1: <laughs> yes, we love enunciation, yes.
0: Candy Muse was a little harder to understand, except for the sitting alone in VIP, because I can easily identify that. She is the one who did lose the choreo in the group part, and you can see her get so frazzled. Um, clearly, they only uh, filmed this sequence once. Otherwise, they would not have kept that in, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, Candy and Lala re both proved that they could lay down a verse with like Outcast, and they would succeed. I don't know why. I don't know if you remember the song with this. Their verses reminded me of The Whole World by Outcast. Okay. it just it just fit it, like, yeah it fit. I see that the other yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their, their verse worked um, but Miss Lala re-wearing another re- leotard no ma'am no ma'am mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, nope 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 no. thank you I
1: mean I think if you're ever going to wear a leotard you do it during like the girl group challenge right or am I wrong yes yeah,
0: so you do that but then you look around in the room and see what everyone else is about to put on <laughs> and then you're like wait what else do I have
1: yeah, I mean, if, if I could, if I would ever get, get on to Drag Race, I would bring so many accessories, so much, so many belts. You like, only got
0: five suitcases, so get them in there. Yeah, like, I
1: would bring so much stuff to, like, elevate a look, especially if you're a, a bodysuit or a leotard.
0: Yeah. Um, I think her lyrics were fine, nothing special, but it was okay. Olivia singing, I think, was a very smart move, and by God, she looked like RuPaul.
1: Yeah, that hair was amazing. That, that was, hair was great. Oh my God,
0: so good. The fringe was beautiful. The hair, I just loved it. She she's doing very, very well for herself so far. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um Simone is, is here for the throne. She really knows how to bring the assassin attitude. And I again I think this color looks so good on her. This blue, stunning
1: yeah it was yeah it was great she's very smart like because it's like I, I swear she only sold, said like four no like eight words during her verse her verse was very short
0: very very but, very short
1: but it was very impactful and she knows how to sell a moment she has stage presence and charisma at her
0: ass so yeah um tina looked like a superhero but as well as she did with the rap i would have loved to hear her sing i would love to hear that her vocals because she is the singer um, this would have been a great opportunity for her. Um, I know Jamal will compliment her take on the rap a little bit later, but she was spitting so fast in a way that Candy and Lala, who already had rapped at that tempo, didn't. That felt a little jarring, but it was so good, you know? It just felt like two different... It moments. was like my aunt rapping.
1: My aunt tried to rap. Oh, God. That's very that. like, oh, it was, you- It was good, but it's just like, oh, why is this old white lady rapping it was very give me that it it was it was more of a
0: campier approach than lala or uh candy took
1: let's say it wasn't as natural for her as the The, other people sure yes
0: um elliot was like hi i'm here and then that kick split whoop whoop she did it she did it but i'm gonna tell you right now she's losing all my points again for wearing that fucking corset she wore it again
1: yeah, I think that's Girl. like that's like a drag queen thing, it's hard to break for some people.
0: I know, but you're on drag race. You you, you you gotta change it. You got you know people are going to come for you for it.
1: And I think she's wearing the same fur as she did in her runway. I think that's the same fur that she wore.
0: Let's clock it. There you go. <laughs> How would you rank Congratulations in the song challenges of the series? also if you have not heard block talks ultimate drag race song showdown we rank all of the previous queen written songs, uh challenge songs so go listen to that podcast it's two hours of fun um it was me amanda massacre scout Sonner, and the genesis we all battled to decide what the best song was but how would you rank this as in the history of those
1: uh, I, I would say the middle it was it yeah was, i would put
0: it in a, a high middle
1: it was a high middle it was good the, the verses were strong yeah, and it was actually a good. I would listen to it like if if it didn't have them in it. Like I would. Yeah. It, it was a RuPaul song that I would listen to.
0: Yeah. Which I can't.
1: I can't say for the other some other yeah. RuPaul songs on the show. Yeah, was I, a solid I, I was middle.
0: Yeah, I was a fan of it. Um, I do find it interesting, and again, maybe COVID is a reason, but usually the RuPaul songs are saved for the end of the season. We're getting it now. So, did they not have a song ready to go for them? Like they, we did last season with um, "I'm That Bitch," um, or is it possible that we're not going to get a, um, lyric, a songwriting challenge for the finale? We will
1: see. But speaking of, uh, was I am was I'm That Bitch? Was that the, the top of your uh, ranking? Because I, I I, I like that one a lot.
0: It was it was up there. It was toward the toward toward the high part.
1: Got you. I, that, that's probably one, one of my favorite. That that and um, we wrote you
0: yep yep well it's a good episode listeners if you haven't listened to it it's really really fun um so it's runway time category is La May," you say and in honor we are going to play lame or lame i'm so bad i hate myself for that but you know what whatever we are going to start off with got mick outfit by diego montoya nails by queen custom claws if you haven't seen gotmix instagram posts of this look the lighting on the runway really did it a massive disservice mm-hmm. the colors are so vibrant it's stunning it is an absolutely gorgeous garment um yeah, it's stunning i think this is like a wild sorcery sea wish that is ready to crash the system um the detailing on this garment is just so beautiful and again, got make without the signature clown white foundation, but I love how like mystical it still looked with like the gold accents throughout the face. I really think this was incredible.
1: It was definitely incredible. And yeah, who, who um you said Diego Montoya designed it? Yep. Amazing. Um yeah, I thought it was probably one of the one of the best looks probably of the series, honestly. It was Ooh. just Honestly, like come on now. Like yeah, that was pretty freaking amazing with like all right, all right. the bodysuit and the drapery of the Lemay and yeah
0: well ross said the fashion show was well done from preschool to evil horror uh the runway look is already iconic jamal noticed scott mick was concerned with the performance michelle says her drag is fierce but make it work she's got the goods which i don't necessarily think is the right phrase michelle should have used but but is, whatever is
1: michelle ever good with her wording no no, no.
0: <laughs> um absolutely for me this is a lame this is definitely uncre- incredible audience 99% lame 1% lame oh my god when i saw that 1% i was like i'm going to call you out but i'm not going to call them out let's call them
1: out that's oh ridiculous. my god
0: <laughs> oh i was like are you fucking kidding me i almost got 100% on this for once but yeah extraordinary next up is candy muse the look is by period victory lame okay lame. so i love I,
1: candy but lame girl okay.
0: there is a story behind it if you want to learn more of how this look came about uh, go follow period victory um incredible um designer they wrote that i guess candy had a different designer mate who was working on it but then couldn't finish it so passed the design over to Piretta, who only had a couple days to make it so they had to tear it down blah 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 so this was not the original design that being said we have to critique what we see on the show it was fembot realness um it's incredibly safe it was incredibly safe it just didn't work um, she's lucky how this show was formatted as she would have been in severe danger of going home.
1: Oh definitely. she would have lip synced. And I, going back to what you said about like looking around the, the workroom and seeing what other people had, if yeah. I was her and I would and I was like getting to go on the stage and I saw got Mick, That's I'd be right. like, I quit drag. I'm done. Yeah. Like but also it's just the styling of it and the fit. Like if the panty was just like fit like like more like up her hips, it would have been better because um, it
0: looks like a metallic diaper
1: yeah and if she like padded a little bit of her titties and also the the wig and the the um the headband
0: the head, yeah
1: yeah it's like very like when, when lace fronts didn't exist you tried to right. hide the hard front that's what that was giving me so it was just the styling plus like the lack of you know
0: yeah, I, it, this was one of those moments where I, it was like, you wish this challenge happened in the middle of the season because it would be, uh, okay, you're fine. This was not a great first runway for her. Um, I do think the purple, the, the, the lilac was a very beautiful color on her. Um, but unfortunately, this was just not the tea. Michelle says that she looked adorable, but questions the nighttime look and looks whole, which was supposed to be a panel. Again, don't understand that one candy says her daytime was daytime mother of the hookers and her in her head it made sense and you know what if valentina can make things in her head make sense candy muse can do it as well ross says he loves that he doesn't know what she says but he can can't wait to hear what she says next it's something money can't buy okay. very
1: true no that's very, very, true. very true yeah it you is. can't you can't buy stage presents you can't buy charisma you you really can't. So she has. It's it. just
0: as long as they don't pull the Alyssa Edwards and give her um, a million chances just because of the personality. <laughs> go for it. You, you know that you know they are going to. Yeah, and Michelle just reminds her, don't panic when you mess up. This look for me sadly goes lame. Oh definitely. Audience was twenty nine percent lame, seventy one percent lame. Next we have Lala Reed. No designers listed. There are two types of gold on this look. And she's wearing heels with straps, which I am not a fan of ever. Um, The color is beautiful on her. The hair is beautiful on her. I just hate how much it swallows her up. It is so top heavy. And that's what makes me not love it.
1: Yeah. um, Side note, because I'm trying to look on it. On her Instagram for the look, someone needs to take a hold of her Instagram.
0: It's terrible. It's, it's, it's not normal.
1: great. It, no. So so, so Miss Lala Reed, you're listening, get a social media manager, ma'am, because yeah. it is. L- let me go to the RuPaul's page to look at the full look. Hold up. But yeah, yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I it was honestly one of my favorite looks personally because uh-huh. I love that gold. It was so pretty, and all of that just the volume of it. Yeah. And that that like pageant hair the, as the. They said on the show it's very Atlanta. Very like I yeah. thought it was great. W- one of my favorites.
0: Um, Ross didn't love the daytime look, but loved the night look and would go to the club with her. Jamal calls this look 24 karat magic. I'm gonna give it a lame. Sorry. Wow,
1: I give it a lame. It was amazing. And her well, skin, the- her skin looks so good. Like, yeah.
0: The audience went with you. 84% LeMay, 16% lame. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes,
1: yes.
0: All right. Olivia Lux. Look by Tyler Neasloney, Hair by Zambra Sky. This is vintage and classic. And yet again, the runway lights really ruin the color as the top is much more pronounced on the photo from her Instagram. It was... She, she got done dirty. Um,
1: yeah, I agree. Because I'm looking at the photo on her Instagram and I like it much more on her Instagram. Yeah. And I th- I think she's wearing in her photo, she's wearing a shaper or something because her body looks much better in the photo on Instagram yeah. than on the runway. Because I did not like it on the runway. I thought she looked like a box.
0: I wanted a belt. Yeah. I needed a belt or something to really break up the skirt and the top. But um, the, the, the colors were so beautiful on her skin.
1: Yeah, I think she looked kind of matronly on the runway. But in the the photo on Instagram, she looks amazing. I like it so much better on Instagram. I get it. But yeah, on the runway, I'll give it a lane.
0: Yeah, the the hair, it was classic. It was very vintage Hollywood. And Michelle loved the old Hollywood glamour, especially from a queen of color. Ross said that uh, she was a joy to watch in the performance. Jamal said her fringe outfit in the performance was smart and could not take his eyes off of her. This look, I will give a lame. I thought it was beautiful.
1: I'll give it a lane. On the runway. But
0: the, Audience, one, the photo on Instagram. Yeah. Audience, 52% lame, 48% lame. So they're split as well. Next, we have Simone. Outfit by B. Kala, hair by Gigi Good. This. Yes. Um, I just want to give a shout out to season three iconic winner Jax, who clearly inspired this look f- um, from Jax's uh, promo look for our show. But Simone took the challenge and said, hold my beer, and did that. It's bold, and I think she's here to win. Like it's subtle, but it it literally packs a punch. It's excellent.
1: No, it was great. I thought it was it was simple, but it was also very detailed. I thought it, like yeah. And I love anyone that goes for a theme has a con fully con, conceptual. Yeah, I thought it was great.
0: It did say Avalon, House of Avalon. I get it. It would have been even so much better and cooler if it said Simone.
1: Is this, didn't it say on somewhere?
0: Maybe I know it says it it it, on the shorts. Oh, gotcha. I went on everywhere. Brand yourself all the time. I mean, branded, branding. Yes. Um, Michelle called the look uh, as smart and a different approach. Ross drew a star. And Rue says she has star quality. We never hear from Rue (laughs) unless it's something important.
1: Yeah. So So
0: saying, absolute
1: LeMay definitely foreshadowing
0: with the rue comment but yeah mm-hmm. definitely a lame 94% lame 6% lame from the audience next we have tina burner outfit by florence lee hair by sam brandman hair um a hat by sam brandman hair by marcos wigs jewels by gems by genesis ax purse by candy trip gloves by wing and Weft, heart stone by egypt she took a giant risk and wow this was fun um it's the purse that got me like tina bring me the axe come on that's so good um the jacket is once again a florence signature of a moto jacket is it the same one we saw in pink the previous episode i'm not sure but listen everyone get go get a florence to moto jacket they're cool I think it was a bold take on the theme and really bends gender which is something that tina necessarily doesn't do because when you're not really shaping your face to be as feminine it looks very flat and then wearing pants it 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 could be more male but i think the gender bending worked for this
1: yeah i liked it a lot i thought it was one of the probably one of the best of the night because it had a concept and she went there it was great
0: yeah Ross thought the daytime was fun and the nighttime was a good compliment to that. Michelle liked that she wasn't wearing red, orange, and yellow. Very smart there. Jamal was shocked with the rap and said she was in the pocket. And Michelle reminds her that this is not a bar, this is TV, and she can't turn as much and because the cameras are there for her, Be, they are your lovers. I'll give it a LeMay, absolutely great. I'll give it a LeMay, I agree. Audience, 75% LeMay, 25% lame. And finally, Elliot with two T's. The look is by Coco Vega Gowns and Calvi Marquez Jr. Jewels by Tiffany Bonet. Hair by Charlie Ren- Renzek. Nails by Danica Vega. She wanted to be where the winners are and unfortunately she's just flopping on this runway. Yeah, I man. love the color teal but I don't like it with green but that's me thing because I love teal. <sighs> I don't know. This is like a nice little buckin' and cluckin' look for the club. But this needed to be elevated for Drag Race.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It. There was no concept. It was just a dress. Yeah. Yeah. And plus the hair didn't help her. Didn't no, the her
0: hair right. didn't work. It was, it, yeah. It, yeah, she was trying to be aerial, but she's not aerial.
1: Yeah. It didn't work at all. Yeah. It was just a man. Like, it was just like, it, like if I saw her in the club, great. Like, oh, you yeah. look amazing. But if you're on Drag Race, and especially when you're seeing what other people have that are walking on the runway, <laughs> I would have been scared.
0: Absolutely. Well, Michelle was in love with her night look. Ross loved how she looked in the performance. Jamal called her a bull in a pen and wanted to know what this one was going to do. Ross says she had something to prove and she deserves to be here. Okay, fine. I'm giving a, a lame.
1: I'll give it a lame. But I did like her performance. I thought she did very the well. Performance the performance was good. Yeah.
0: The audience went 53% lame, 47% lame. So, the girls return and Rue decides that Olivia, Lux, and Simone are the top two queens of the week. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I agree. Um,
0: I'm trying to think. Yeah, I,
1: I think maybe Tina should have been in there. Um,
0: mm-hmm. But no, I
1: think, yeah, Olivia and Simone, yeah.
0: yeah. The rest are safe. Duh. No one saw that coming. Come on. Really, girls? Mm-hmm. Come on. You knew this was happening. No one's going home. My favorite though was Elliot trying to reach over to Tina because they're glad that they're both not in the bottom and Tina is just like not having it. She like looks over and <laughs> smiles and that's about all you get. Um, I'm sure she they held hands a second later, but the editing was like, nope, we're not showing you that. <laughs> Olivia and Simone are told they will be lip syncing for their legacy where the winner will receive $5,000 cash tip. If anyone has $5,000 they would like to tip me, please hit me up. I would love that.
1: Same.
0: I'll fake lip sync for you i don't care the song is break my heart by dua lipa the queen of 2020 i personally wish it was like levitating or physical but this works still fun let's just dissect the performance a little bit i think once simone sexually took off those boxing gloves it was hers it was over it's done No, no help um olivia went full camp and i'm excited that should she lip sync again that maybe she'll show us more of an emotional approach to it because we've seen two performances now of up-tempo songs where she went campy, campy, campy. Mm-hmm. Let's see what you dial it back for. Um, Olivia's coiffed up do, fell apart. Her earrings came off. But you know what? Who cares, right? I
1: mean, yeah. I mean, when you're when you're giving that much to a performance, you're not going to look perfect when you're finished, especially when you have that hair.
0: Exactly. That's held together
1: by Bobby Pence and hairspray. It's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Simone just had the passion for this performance. It was captivating. And I think that's why she won. Um,
1: Yeah. She definitely knows how to sell a number. Exactly. It's something you can't teach someone.
0: No. And she doesn't have to do much to do it. Exactly. Rue made her decision, and it is Simone as the winner. Shall we talk about Untucked a little bit? Sure. All right. Untucked. Um, For those who watch the show later and are getting confused as to why um, the VH1 app is deciding to put Untucked as its own TV show, even though it's in the middle of the regular show, you have to search for it. It's not on the Drag Race page. You have to search for it just for those who got confused. Interesting. All right, so in untucked, Simona's feeling good after being called a star. Olivia feels like she did what she needed to do since the judges knew who she was. Candy knew she fucked up and feels like she might be going home. We everyone sits down and Candy Muse takes off her boots and later we'll put them on again. So watch the editing because this was this whole untucked was out of order, and you can tell by where Candy's shoes were.
1: Gotcha. I have to watch it again. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so Lala re-discusses her fashion show and says she was trying to be fishy, and the girls say that she represented herself well. Okay, RuPaul's best friend, Race. I see what we're doing here. You're not going to be mean quite yet.
1: Well, also, I think they generally, I think they generally like Lala re. I think, I could definitely see like her and like um, Candy and Simone. Yeah, they're like. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Some people
0: don't want to be cut. No, no, (laughs) exactly. They're nicer because they know they can beat her.
1: That, yeah. I mean, yeah, Lala is great, but obviously, I don't think they see her as a
0: threat. No. Candy says that girls come in with custom costumes, but the costume wears them. But that's not an excuse to wear what Lala wears. I'm sorry. It's just, it's not. She can sell it, but does not mean it's good. Lala appreciates what Michelle said to her about her skin color and we get an untucked exclusive where michelle says she has a delicious rich skin color and lala had a moment she loved it
1: yeah i, I yeah i think lala's makeup is great it's, yeah definitely because it's definitely harder to like when you're i mean when you're black in general but especially when you're a darker complexion it's so hard to find makeup so absolutely
0: yeah Candy is feeling like they are impressed with her as a person and personality. She feels like she had the worst performance in her critique. Gottmik chimes in and says that her interpretation is that out of anyone, Candy should own her mess-ups. Absolutely. You're you're the kind of girl where if you mess up, it's funny, and the audience is going to be here for it.
1: Definitely.
0: They tell Candy that it's a good thing being unpredictable, and Tina comes in with a joke that she's unpredictable, just like her test results. (laughs) And I say, Shade, Queens of NYC. <laughs> I,
1: I, I watched that. I thought that was good. I'm surprised. I mean, you're from I, New York.
0: Yeah. I only got to see two episodes because I couldn't get the station it
1: was on. Yeah, I think that's what Galton was, was the, the ch- channel that was on. Like, if maybe fast forward to now. There
0: oh, was, absolutely. It would have been, been on Netflix. It it been was just, yeah, it was just
1: the wrong timing. Yeah.
0: Speaking of wrong timing, uh, remember when Elliot called Tina Nina?
1: <laughs> that was funny.
0: Honestly, there's no recovering from that. Like, you got you to gotta own that, that you fucked up big time. Definitely. Okay, so Candy says that the judges are obsessed with Tina being on RuPaul's Drag Race. Then I ask, why did it take so long? What, why now? What was the timing here that made Tina right for the show if she's been auditioning for uh, X amount of years? The cast. I guess. Because that's
1: the thing. It's like, because at the end of the day, if you get on, you're right for that cast, right for TV. Right. I mean, obviously, all of them are great entertainers, but like how you meld in. So she probably, for the previous seasons, she wasn't right for what they were looking for 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 that cast.
0: Tina says that had she come any other time, it would have been a different experience, and that you have to still be scared when you enter the workroom. Her level of, of attention to detail is right right now, and that's going to help her, I think. Candy asks how Elliot is feeling, and she's feeling overwhelmingly. She's feeling overwhelmed, and that only Tina came at her with questions. Um, Elliot feels a bit guilty being here, but then Candy starts to come at her with her, the question, um, and because Candy is going to start crying, and those tears are just streaming. She just blinks, and the tears just come down. Candy worked hard to get here and to lip sync and go home first would suck. She knows she's in a competition, but the reality sets in when you're told you fucked up. It's not good. It's not a good feeling. Candy will be pissed if she goes home and the other bitches get to come back. I would be upset too, but that would be a good twist, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> Definitely, yeah.
0: Also, your sisters are very shady, Candy. Because they didn't tell you you had makeup on your forehead and your headband. Did you notice the two black lines on there?
1: I mean, she w- she decided to wear a white headband. That's her fault.
0: I was like, where did you even get those from? How'd that happen? <laughs> so Simone asked who the top and bottoms are. And Candy said she's definitely in the bottom. And Gottmik thinks she is as, is as well. Who would you have put in the bottom too? Is it those two? Candy, definitely. The second one is hard. I probably would have put
1: Elliot. Probably Elliot based on the fashion. But yeah. I mean, no one, I mean, besides, I mean, Candy did a mess up, but no one was like bad during the performance. So I would probably say Elliot based on the fashion and then Candy.
0: Yeah. So Gottmick is asked about how she feels about her lyrics and she tells the rest of the group about why she wrote what she wrote. She explains she was taken off guard about the lyrics in rehearsal and she never discussed her gender situation. And it apparently didn't hit Lala until she heard it from Gottmick's mouth as to what the lyrics meant and why she got upset in rehearsal. I was like, really? You didn't, you didn't clock it?
1: I mean, some people are not that intuitive or like all oh, the like paying attention. Especially, I, I would. I mean, I'm not surprised when you're on Drag Race. There's cameras. There's everything happening.
0: Yeah. So, Gottmik says she was paralyzed and so not in the moment. Normally, she is open about being a transgender man. Man, but it all came out at once. Gottmik is proud of being a trailblazer. I just would like to say Gottmik is a trailblazer when it comes to Drag Race. There are so many incredible people. Representation here is important, but there have been transgender men who are drag queens. They have been Definitely. here. They've always been here. This is a brilliant moment for Gottmik, but we just have to remember everyone else. Definitely. Because yeah. the show wants us to think that drag was created by RuPaul.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So
0: I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Olivia says that it felt amazing to be on stage with Mick because she knows it was an awesome moment for her. Um I feel like Olivia's just gonna be the 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 smiling, oh my god, everything's like rainbows and kitties and loves everything. I mean,
1: yeah. I mean I but also because she is very new to drag. So I feel like in your first a couple years of, of drag, you have that um, you know, very happy go lucky yeah um because uh, you, you haven't really been through a lot yet. So right. I want to see her at her five-year mark and see where her attitude is.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So we have a bit of a discussion about what they've learned so far. And Tina says that she is learning patience. She says that New York City is fast-paced and being in a group where everyone is at the same level, it's taught her to take a step back and take it in from a different light. Tina doesn't have vulnerability in New York, but she's super exposed here with people she doesn't know that well. And you know what? I like this raw side of her because that's not necessarily the Tina we see on stage in New York. So this is this the show's setting her up fairly well. I was worried for her.
1: Yeah, I think because that's the thing. It's like with drag race, like I feel like the ones that come in too confident usually kind of get the bad edit. Right. So I think she's coming in at a good medium where she's like confident, but she's also vulnerable. Cause obviously drag race sex vulnerability, you know, those emotional exactly. moments. So she, she's not dumb. Latina's not dumb. She's she knows what she's doing. So. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Olivia says that New York is the hub of the drag scene, but seeing drag from everywhere on drag race is awesome. And we'll be learning something new from everybody. <laughs> hey, listen, last season everyone saw um Gigi Good do that white um a line above her lip and everyone started doing it. That is true.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing now.
0: Um, so, I would like to give Lala a little bit of credit for the, um, the game we played because she just learned it was called LeMay and not Lane.
1: <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs> oh,
0: it's hilarious because Really? I mean, I just imagine her going
1: to, like, wherever she got the fabric. Give me and, like, lame. Yeah, give me lame. That, I mean, that's, that's fine. She's Maybe fine. she's
0: never worked with LeMay before, and that's why she didn't know.
1: Probably not, because I think, like, LeMay is not, like, a, um a, like, not too common of a fabric. Right. Um, Especially if she wears a lot of leotards, because she said that in her, I mean, the queens. So she probably hasn't
0: worked with it before. It's very possible. Yeah candy is still stuck on the other bitches may the best woman win wait candy retired that ca- we, 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 we retired that catchphrase we can't use best, may the best woman win sorry <laughs> Gottmik doesn't want to lip sync against candy but everyone has to do it at some point Olivia comes in with a positivity and says it doesn't define who they are oh Olivia you're so sweet candy tells Gottmik to not hold back and bitch Gottmik ain't gonna do that she gonna, she gonna fight you if she, she ready Gotmick says that Candy is one of her closest friends in the competition. So is this a typical reality TV show trope where they get close after one week? Or are they actually acquaintances outside the show? That's what I would like to know. I feel like they know each other outside the show. I think so too. Yeah. Candy says she will have a word with RuPaul if she loses and says she ain't gonna go nowhere. So I wonder if she's gonna tell the lady that she's not leaving.
1: I love that that um, that part of Untalked because it's like it's gibberish. Yeah. So it's just like there's already memes of it, and it's just it's just so funny because it's yeah. like, you can't understand what she's saying.
0: And then Gottmik is freaking out about a lip sync that's not about to happen. Candy is scared and terrified to be in the bottom two again. No lip sync for you. Come on! Didn't you watch last season? You knew this was gonna be a thing. I mean it's drama. Drama
1: for like what the 20 minutes that untucked is. So
0: exactly. Well, <laughs> I have some burning questions to wrap this up. Rue says that more twists and turns are around the corner. What do you think they'll throw at us next?
1: Good question. Uh I don't know. I mean, obviously next because it's gonna be the same same format. Yep. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll eliminate. Someone like they'll do another vote to eliminate someone?
0: I'm not sure. It'll be interesting. I, I I personally can't predict any new twists because I think there's no new twist that could work right now. So I hope it's, some, it's something that none of us have thought about if you're going to throw in a new twist. Exactly. We get to see the Loser Tribe next week. Who are you most looking forward to see again? Tamisha. I'm Tamisha? excited
1: to see her. Um, and Rose, I think she needs kind of a redemption. Mm-hmm from the first episode. I, yeah, I felt bad for, for Rosé that first episode because she got beat by someone. She like used to like ho- judge a competition. And also like when she was back there in the, the pork chop loading dock, she looked so yellow and they like were zooming in on her face because they knew she looked so yellow. I felt so bad for her.
0: Yeah, the lighting sometimes is not very good for drag queens. Oh my God. That's yeah. what I said about uh, Lala Ree last week is like they know how to light Rue, but they don't care about the contestants. Oh,
1: definitely. And especially probably wherever that, the bat. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: So I ask it every week after two episodes, who is going to be the winner?
1: The winner. I would say either Simone or God, Mick.
0: I think right now my winner pick after two episodes is simone you do not put that rue line in there if you do not want us to root for simone um agree, yeah. like that was deliberately in there and i think rue is getting us set up to love simone for a very very long time definitely and i think
1: it's rightfully so i think yep. she is
0: very smart
1: which you know I think is good. I she knows what she's doing. Her looks yep. are very put together. She has charisma and stage presence, and yeah.
0: Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo?
1: Yes, at Pariah Sinclair on literally everything. PariahSinclair.com.
0: Yeah, very simple. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you. Yeah, I love drag race. I love the show so. The biggest thanks to Pariah for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk.